Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, and welcome to everyone listening across the globe. I'm Tony Londers, and this is the Web Nexus Effect with David Bright Livingstone from the amazing company Web Nexus. Now, each week we've been coming to you live with the story about David and his journey for his company. But before we introduce you to David again, just a reminder, if you're listening on live on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitch and Twitter, please don't forget to comment and subscribe to our YouTube channel. For all the replays of these live shows, join us on Binge TV Networks USA, Hero Go TV, and you can download the Tony TV channel app on all Roku, LG, and Samsung smart TVs across the planet. Now, we have just launched Everyday Women's Network, a platform for our own, which has been developed by WebNexus specifically for us. And we have a special deal running at the moment. And for the next three months, for the price of one, you can sign up to Everyday Women's Network live and enjoy the content that we provide for you there. Now, each week we do a welcome to country. And this is part of an international movement which acknowledges the special and important role Indigenous communities play in the development of this country's cultural identity. So I want to respectfully acknowledge the people of the Yugambar language region, the traditional owners of the land on which we meet and broadcast, and pay my respects to the Elders past and present and all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders people in the audience today. Now this is the second in our eight weekly show series with David from WebNexus. But here's what you need to know about David. Um, David is a digital product architect and his company WebNexus delivers solutions on e-commerce, um, VOD, which is video on demand, OTT, which is over the top via the internet platforms, ride hailing applications, and a whole range of more things that we will discuss as we go through this show series. David has an extensive background in digital marketing, brand creation, social media marketing, SEO, email marketing, data analysis, video on demand, OTT platform architecture, and e-commerce. He also has three degrees. And we are incredibly privileged to have David in this series of shows to tell us just how much he does for the globe in terms of architecture and solutions and platforms. So welcome back to the show, David. David, you're on mute, my friend. <laughs> ah, that's okay, better! Yeah. Yay! Okay, uh, so thanks for the, break, the thanks for the introduction. That's that's so wonderful, and uh, it's uh, it's really uh, um, thank you so much for introducing me again on the show. I'm really privileged to have beyond here and um, uh, present myself about the product that we develop and uh, what that means to the community and the people and how they can be of benefit uh, using the product. So that is what I believe in always. So maybe uh, looking forward to present that all uh, through your interviews. David, WebNexus started out very tiny. And just a quick recap from last week, you started with two people and now you have 
effectively hundreds in your team and deliver a whole range of platforms and solutions from e-commerce to video streaming and loads of things in between. And we spoke quite a lot about that journey in the development of WebNexus. And so this week I wanted to actually focus on one of those product platform deliveries and that is e-commerce. And um, I know from talking to and um, trolling through the internet looking for information so that I could understand, so that I could ask reasonably intelligent uh, questions of you. But e-commerce is a big thing, isn't it, David? So what is, for the audience, what's e-commerce? What's this defined as? Yeah, uh, so e-commerce, as you said, like it is, it's it's a great inter- I mean, great innovation, like which has happened in the last uh, decade, uh, which has gained a lot of momentum in the last decade, probably, mm-hmm. which was like started around 1994, 97, when the internet was born. So people started thinking out, like, how do we do something on the internet, like the mm-hmm. commerce? I mean, back then, it was not like a whole lot of things uh, happening on the internet, but then like, um, I'm 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 from a different country. You're from a different country now. So yes. this internet has uh, shortened the gap that we are living now, and uh, this has literally made people to buy anything from the US, from the Australian region, from India, from China, wherever they wanted. So that is like um, I may have a shop here, the retail shop, physical shop here, but if I'm just using the internet and putting a medium like to transact with the people and showcase like what I have in my store. So make, moving the commerce of the physical uh, retail store to uh, mm. electronic medium. Online. Yeah, on, online or an electronic medium is what um, exactly called as e-commerce. So it is like electronic commerce, as, as we say, like that is what I, I believe it, it should be as termed as e-commerce by the gurus who has termed the terminology <laughs> back there. <laughs> Effectively, uh, it's just buying and selling online, online or over online. the internet. I was reading um, and doing some research and there by 2025, there will be 2.56 billion digital buyers. So it's massive, isn't it, David? Yeah, so the world, I mean, uh, the physical uh, conversation which is happening is getting shortened and people are just looking for different ways to um, buy things that they want. For example, if you are sitting, I mean, right now we are doing this conversation, but we for this, we might need a lot of uh, equipment. We might need a microphone. We might need a light. Mm. So I believe like you and I would have got that online. We would not have uh, gone to a store to check how that is looking like a feeling like, we just simply put our trust on Amazon or maybe the, uh, the other stores, yeah. which is there. And then we would have purchased that to facilitate our uh, our, our schedule going, schedule going on a bus- busy day. So it's like definitely, I mean, I, I was not, not a fan of like buying things online, but, but if you can say like five, seven years back. Uh, yes. But today, every single transaction is happening on the internet and it is e-commerce. So even if I buy a light a tube a light for my home or for the, for the office yeah food, groceries everything yeah everything furniture. is automated yes everything is automated everything is on a subscription list and of course like 
if I put that subscription on the e-commerce store, they bring me every day morning. And even for the retail shop that I own, like I have a retail shop, as yeah. I told you, but when uh, even for that shop, uh, we buy groceries every day morning from an e-commerce store. Yeah. So we, I don't go there, pick up the things and put that in my shop. Like I don't have that really that time to do that. That Those guys who are working in the shop, they just collect that from the truck it driver, which we order. It saves time. I must confess that I now longer, no longer go very often into physical places to shop. If I want yeah. something, I'll research it online and buy it online nine and a half times out of 10 because that's just the, the variety. Like I don't have to mm-hmm. physically go to 10 shops to find the particular thing that I want. I can yeah, go and look at 10 online yeah. shops without leaving my office and yes. find the bright, best price and find yeah. the best deal and buy it online and have it delivered. David, do you think that business owners and companies realize that um, the importance of having e-commerce platforms? Because it's not just about goods. It's also about services and apps and platforms and all sorts of things, isn't it? Yeah, actually, like um, there are different, I mean, uh, for this, let me go to a bit of uh... Uh, do a uh, do a small bit of background yeah. to you. Um, yes. So sales, as a matter of sales, like, I mean, when we talk about sales, a business owner have, who wants to improve their sales, they definitely want to market that. But retaining the people should be uh, the critical thing. Like, for example, if somebody, if, if they found you, like you found somebody and you are transacting with them for the first time and then the second time you want some convenience from them, like they want to be mm. in a channel that you like. So it would yes. be... It would be like it can be a mobile app. It can be a uh, it can be a, a, a web application. It can be an iOS application, Apple app application. So if they are there in different mediums, mm-hmm. the chances of uh, increasing the uh, revenue would be for each device, each interface. Like for example, if this is going to be yes. a screen, it increases. For, for if I'm on my laptop, if the if the website is good on the laptop my chance of increasing the sales would be at least going by two to five percentage, which is like huge for the same yes. amount of marketing you put in. Like, for example, if you put $10 inside, um, mm-hmm. you might get two times or five times, uh, five, five percentage more in, more in sales if your website is good on the uh, computer. And if you have a, a, a phone app, which is yes. an Android app or an iPhone app or a Windows app, so that goes by percentages, like one percentage, one point five percentage. So that's that's how most of the sales and in the Amazon. If you take the strategy of Amazon, the global yeah. giant, so the, most of their sales, like over over fifty to sixty percentage of the retail sales, just comes from the app because they have that much of things. Ah. Yeah, they they because when I I for for example, like normally mm-hmm. people, the executives who are working in an office. They don't go and log in their computer with their Amazon accounts, Amazon accounts. They they just take their mobile phone in their hand. Yes. Like they would have already logged in. They would have got their accounts. Simply swipe through the products, put that in the basket and make an order. I mean, just put a COD cash on delivery and then they simply buy mm-hmm. it out. So it is like mobile app is so critical for that kind of companies. Yeah. Um, uh, back like 2015, uh, I, I remember like there was a company in India which really completely shut down their web. Uh, and they just wanted to focus on the mobile app. So whatever the traffic is coming from the mobile browser, they just wanted them to push that to the mobile app. 
make them install the mobile app, use the mobile app because they see that mobile app is so potential in improving the sales. So uh, here, like, as you told, like business owners, like, um, are really uh, uh, should be really thinking about all these things like critically evaluating like what mediums drive them uh, what percentage of sales because every hundred dollars spent in marketing advertising or uh, maybe like uh, pushing the product to the people should bring in the maximum return on investment for the product because mm-hmm. like when i advertise like as a business owner when i advertise normally if i put in like uh, 500 dollars this month i should be at least able to get 1500 dollars back 1500 so that is the game that business owners would normally think about so if if it is going to be giving you 30 three times the investment so obviously you're in profit so you don't mind putting yes. 500 to 1000 dollars inside that exactly so, so what are those critical features that we have to think on? So that there are a lot of things and we, we can go on like step by step. You please uh, take it over. Yeah. Yes, David. No, 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 no. I, it's, a, it's a really good conversation. So what I gleaned from that is that businesses and companies that have uh, sales as, as part of what they do should be considering um, a mobile app and or very much the applicability of what they sell and what they do in terms of a mobile app because that's where most people are going to be looking for things they're swiping on their phone they're google searching for things so their mobile app is a key component of of that whole e-commerce discussion isn't it yeah because like uh, when you're i mean i'm working here like i'm a go out uh, i may drive my car but i don't carry my la- a computer or my laptop yeah. i cannot open that but but when i'm driving when I have a signal, yeah my phone is always with me the phone i can i can open the phone and my signal like where i'm in the signal maybe if it's two two minute signal i can if i'm thinking something i can just take it up and go to that particular e-commerce store or turn on the uh, application in just next five, 30 seconds i can put an order Yes. get get back like so that increases the sale percentage it, it you all you need is just two minutes less than two minutes to make a sale get um, put an order uh, to the store so in that idea i mean with that idea or that perspective i think the mobile app is critical for uh this uh, solution but otherwise again uh, like there's another side of this as well like if mm-hmm. uh, as a business like we wanted to be on uh business owners like uh the people who are ordering for their companies or the corporations like corporates would wanted a web application because they wanted to put some big on that on a big screen so there these are two different sides of the people like yes. one is the working working executives working executives want to be on mobile phone they, they always love to be on the mobile they swipe up swipe up and all the time they just swipe it up uh, yes. now the swiping up is coming up as a fashion and people <laughs> always swipe up the thumb just works all the time <laughs> so it's, it's just like that so well when we capture that swipe up moment in the e-commerce yeah. app, so like they at some point they get uh, you get an order Yes, absolutely. David, I just want to touch back on something that you said before about um, return on investment in terms of um, part of what WebNexus does around e-commerce and the services that you provide in promoting and advertising businesses and their products or services. And you said, you talked about um, if you invest $500, you want to make sure that you get $1,000 in sales in return. Is this realistic expectation in this day and age? Uh, yeah, uh, 
actually going digital let me say like uh, you mm-hmm. can store in your store uh, but there are like when you go digital when i speak about the global digital phenomena like it's about the idea like it's about the idea yes. how do you how do you been i might have an e-commerce store but i i and i might spend 500 dollars or 1000 dollars but if i don't have i mean put all my focus into the point where i do can i can get the sales yeah. Uh, I, that five hundred dollars would go away because when I started in two thousand and sixteen, like that time mm. period, eighteen, approximately eighteen, four five years back from now, I started uh, an online uh, this uh, oil store, oil store for my mm. wife. Yeah. So she, I just tried my best to like how we can just with and the investment was around four hundred dollars. Yes. That's for a year. That for a year, the four hundred dollars investment for was a for a year. Yeah. I want to take take our business to the digital medium and uh, and right and the same year like we we took around like more than $2000 up I mean that she was new to the business and uh, yes. uh, the product has to be sourced the uh, yes. marketing yes. has to be learned yes. and all these learnings but I want to make, as a, as a digital marketer I need to make sure like I don't want to spend too much of money because she's on the learning curve Mm-hmm. But then the return on investment has to be also guaranteed. So uh, there are there are several mediums, several marketplaces where we can just uh, put the uh, the first investment and then connect that to the e-commerce store that we do. Because people have to come to the store. If we spend money yeah. on building the store, if the money is getting spent on building the store, it has to be also equally distributed to uh, market the store. So it, yes. it is like it is not that like I I knew a store which is which has had like around seven products, and they had literally uh, over one hundred and fifty to two hundred orders running every single day. That's an eatable, by the way, and and yeah. so people that the order was flowing across. So if if we know like where that population is and where we can put the funds, like where that one dollar is getting spent, would we be able to get that one dollar converted mm. into like two dollars? Yes, that ideology, that ideology is what um, is so critical, so critical for an e-commerce store owner. We don't need hundreds of products. We don't need like it no, might I... be like one product, two product or five. Maybe that's enough. Like oh, um, when we started, we had just three products, mm-hmm. but then we were able to make 2000. And today the business is at least making uh, $2,000 every month. Her business, like she makes yes. as a housewife, she's a housewife, but yes. she does a more more than two thousand, two thousand five hundred dollars in in her home. Like she sits in the home. So, I mean, she uh, takes the phone up and then she attends some incoming calls, and then like uh, she ships the oil. She has got some two yeah. uh, few few employees, like uh, seven to ten employees out there for her this thing. So then they were they were that's that's and like the expansion is happening in that direction. So all these were like if we were like opening an e-commerce store and we were just um, thinking that the sales would come, it would never come. But 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 uh, it's that combination exam- yeah. of marketing, yeah. investing right. in an e-commerce platform combined yeah. with good marketing, marketing and yeah. then there should be flow of sales because there's enough online buyers out there to support yes. millions of businesses yeah. across the globe, Yeah. Yes, true. And then the cut through, like if we are there in the market, we have to be also able to cut through the uh, existing competition. That's one thing. Yeah. uh, And the noise is out there because people, the attention scarcity is too much on the internet today. Like people doesn't even have, uh, I mean, we we cannot expect attention over 20 seconds maximum. That's the thing. I know. 20 seconds is, that's not long. 20 seconds is not long. 
Yeah, but there's no attention. Like nobody is really, literally interested in listening to a long, longer thing or work sitting on the internet and doing something. So if we are able to capture that in the twentieth, twenty seconds, and then like grab that moment, then the business is going to succeed. So that's uh, one thing that again, like we can say, the e-commerce store owners has to be taken care of because um, mm-hmm. without that, that part of thing that is taken and combination of ideas, as you said, like, where do I put my dollar in? Like this dollar, where mm-hmm. this dollar, which I have, where do I put that in? Like uh, OTT product, I mean, with the e-commerce product, probably which I made already, like when I invest like 500, I, I would be able to, the software, like I would be able to get at least 1,500 in that month of sales. So, and that would be added as a recurring for me. So recurring revenue would be just generated with that engine. Uh, so mm-hmm. it is like, how do you plan as a business owner and uh, where do you plan that? And of course, like you have to invest a lot in the marketing, learn that like it doesn't come in day one because I mean, it it's hard. hard. I... <laughs> marketing is a hard game. <laughs> Yeah, it's hard, hard game, and like you have to be learning and learning and learning and all the time, all the time. Yeah, all the time. Like I'm lucky I had that. I learned it by when I was background. In, in Thirteen, yeah. Thir- I mean, I'm just thirty, thirty-five. So I just like with when you see, I mean, there are so many people who have learned thirteen when they are learned that when they are in sixty-five, seventy, eighty, and yes. they have learned marketing. So yes. when we start, man. <laughs> So it's like the game, that game is learnable. Anybody can do. And there are so many businesses that I work with today, this day, which is making over $500,000 in sales with, with simple, uh, with simple marketing strategy. The marketing strategy is really, really simple. When, and, and when it's coming to that, I mean, there are so each of these businesses is unique. Like I, uh, 2018, I had some businesses, which is like making, uh, less than hundred thousand dollars today. They are over 500 to $600,000 a month. They mm-hmm. uh, and then like um, the the other one is like uh, there is a there is a Omani Oman based uh, grocery store. They they were making around uh, that they, that's that's making over a million dollars a year, like uh, over half a yeah. year. Sorry, half a year. So all these like has we can say like all these uh, has really shown like e-commerce has really the potential. And this Omani store was open not like ten years back or five years back. It was opened. Uh, three years back during the pandemic and mm. this guy was able to capture the attention of the people through advertisements across the street he doesn't he did not say like i want to go digitally to facebook and because he wanted to put that where the people are roaming in the streets mm-hmm. so i need to put my grocery store out there so I, he has put this website name in everywhere he has printed the flyers cards so so this is like where we how we and uh, how we can market the store so lots of like stores, like what feature drives the sales? Like how do we, how do the business owners drive the sales through what feature, uh, which medium, what product? And uh, there, yes. there are so many of these things that we can definitely discuss going forward. Yeah. David, WebNexus delivers e-commerce um, solutions for businesses and companies. Can you talk to us today about what the process is for someone comes to you and wants an e-commerce platform or solution? Can you walk me through that process with WebNexus? Mm, yeah, sure. So um, normally uh, the process would be like uh, the initial, like definitely as everybody would do that, it would be the identification. Uh, like uh, why do they normally, I, I, I it's not like always, I don't uh, um, uh, want everything to be like, if I'm going to sell this, sell, ask you something like, uh, 
yeah. I, I would definitely want want you to be like understanding how this works and like uh, would it suit your business requirements is that like mm-hmm. I mean the match has to be made like before we even sign up yes. so it's not it's not about making a sale so what I do normally is like I understand what market is that uh, they are operating in what is their product so get information about them how many products do they have are they an existing physical store uh, retailer are they do or are they just starting out now do they have the idea about marketing anywhere so how do they push that to the market so if they are pushing that to the market is that how is that possible at all like uh, do they have some idea education in the background because starting a store is really easy like we we can we can do the map spinning up of the software that we have done and then we can deliver to the people but if they if uh, again i need to un- help them understand like what that marketing means in their geography so we will do some research on the keywords like what is that mm-hmm. it is there so if their idea is unique and if there is no search then maybe like it might take some time because inventions yes. are not recognized immediately it it has to be pumped yes. in with millions of dollars you have to put a lot of dollars into that invention and then show to the public and then get some attention but uh, selling a product which is already hot is it, it it is really really easier for example alcohol if i say that is really hot <laughs> yes the 600 dollar store which i say like i work with now is like an alcohol store for the last 5 years mm-hmm. they were selling alcohol mm-hmm. every single month this online alcohol store sells alcohols from japan to the us and they sell over 600 dollars <sighs> every month yeah they sell japanese whiskies or uh, 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 procure that from the distilleries originally and then mm-hmm. they ship that from japan to the us and distribute it out, out there there are so many duplicates but these guys do it originally because they have offices in japan mm-hmm. and then they ship it to the us so like mm-hmm. like these hot products like the products which people love people want to uh, use so that has to be understood identified uh with the business owners you have to ask them all these exploratory questions and before even you start opening up your software how does that look like because that doesn't matter to me David, like if it, it, sorry to yeah. interrupt but in talking about oh. e-commerce and um sales of products um that also includes like delivery and shipping doesn't it yeah definitely yes it it, it includes logistics uh definitely uh, it includes uh, tra- you have to give where the logistics is at the moment so that tracking and everything has to be given properly to the users otherwise like when they are uh, when those information is hidden your your support team is going to get bugged up with a lot of inquiries which yeah. is not not even a sales process which you don't make money on i mean <laughs> which we support but we you know, always like count on the things where you make money on as a business owner e-commerce owner so if 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 as an e-commerce owner we just worry about the support i mean definitely we have to worry about the support but otherwise yes. like the ones who uh, whom we had made as our client would just definitely flow away for they he would not come on the second sale and make a second sale with us but the percentage of our worry has to be more on the sales part of the business like if we are if mm-hmm. we are just focusing on our business 80% of our time has to be assisted on the sales and how do we bring in the sales and the, where do we focus on like cut that through and the support like okay we have a lot of uh, people uh, in the globe to support and our, uh, i mean the business owners time and idea is so much valuable like we can outsource the support to people who are just making $5 i mean asking $5 an hour $10 an hour so that there are people but business owner time is not is definitely worth more than $5 it's worth $500 yeah. an hour yeah because yeah. you when you spend when 
even if you have work or if you don't have a work sit before the computer just think something put your music on the mild music on in your room create a good vibe and just sit on the computer gaze at mm. that um the idea would would just flow in like a waterfall just coming into you so i i i believe in that like when i'm just yes. dumped with i just uh, close my room put on a music like the mild music and then yes. that brings in the concentration and then like when you start focusing on your to-do list and then see that you can see the gaps where where we have to fill in where we have to improve on and david that's part of your process is to actually understand that business the processes that sit behind that business and then program and create the solution that's going to work for them yeah definitely it's pretty unique yeah definitely because none of the things like um and none of the things like that we have created here was looked on a competitor or a bit of fellow business people uh, who are developing uh, software and then created because, I mean, of course, like uh, I, I, we would definitely would have uh, seen the names of the companies, but not even a single time uh, in so far in the last uh, few years, I have taken a demo of those competitors and see what they have got. It's not mm. my business because I don't make money with that. Like I cannot help my clients make money with that. If yeah. if I yeah. just focus on the competitor, I just have to focus on hundreds of them and then listen. Yeah. And my time is getting wasted on that. So instead of that, listen to the, I mean, I just spend the money on marketing. Listen to what the people have to say for the product. If there is something which is not there, like I note it on and then send it to the, send it to the tech team, ask them to build it out. And then like, when there's uh, the next inquiry asked, I say, yeah, that we have that uh, sort of feature here. And these are people-driven softwares. Like the softwares are driven by the people. So yes. the requirements come from the client. So when, yes. when hundreds yes. of requirements are put inside the software, so it your, gets your better software, and better. Yeah, better and better. So that's how we mature, nurture, and uh, uh, deliver the solution. So the solution is a, the solution building is a part of like. Uh, the maturation part process as how we build our neurons in the brain like we we build mm. we, we, we grow, grow our neurons like uh, listening getting gaining knowledge and tuning that up so same way the software is done that way we don't um, I don't recommend the team seeing a competitor like just go see what's best for the business of client ask them help them out support them Put that into the software. And I have to comment that um, David and his team are very... Um, now, there's there's like a four and a half hour, five hour time difference between David and I. And so my team in Australia is starting work at eight, nine o'clock in the morning. David's team doesn't start until uh, lunchtime for us. But as soon as they're on, they're responding. We have a communication set up um, via Basecamp. And the team are communicating all the time. How do we do this? Can we fix that? Can we do it this way? Does it, can it look like this? And the team just automatically goes, does their work in the background and responds and goes, okay, can you test this and see if that's right? So it's a very, um, the team communicates really well and they're very responsive, um, particularly when you're building a platform. And we are right in the midst of, of that now, although ours is mostly built, there's still just lots of little things. So that's that's what happens when you build a unique solution for a business. You're building it specifically for them and it's not going to look the same. There'll be similar elements, but it's not going to look the same as everyone else's. And that's the 
whole reason why you do what you do, isn't it, David? That it, it needs to be specifically for them and their business. And I have to say that WebNexus is very good at that portion of the work plus the programming plus the products so it's really a comprehensive you offer comprehensive solutions that um and david's held our hand in that process as well and it would be no difference for the e-commerce platform as well david when i was reading about e-commerce there was this term that i'd never heard before and i want you to explain it for the audience it's called headless e-commerce what on earth is that See if you would have asked, if you would have asked that three years back to me, like I was the same. Like I don't know what yes. the hell is what the heck was that happening there with headless? Like what even is the headless mean? Yes, I thought it was fantastic. I thought, Ron, I'm going to ask David about that. Okay, uh, headless like means um, um, software. Like normally, softwares are tied. Uh, together like you you yes. have a software so the front end which is the customer facing end is tied up to the back end and mm-hmm. the back end is tied up to the database so yes. the database would be in a different programming language which is mysql the back end would be on a different programming level language which is node.js and the front end would be on a different programming language which is um Vue.js, ah. Vue.js, or uh, React.js, or AngularJS, and there are so many components that make up the front end. <laughs> but people doesn't know that. Like we have just cemented all together. So what happens in a headless system is like let we, I mean, we can just remove that e-commerce for now. I'll just explain what is that headless in technical term means. Yes. So headless would mean like if you are if you have cut off the front end of the computer customer facing end. And you want to just use your back end and connect that to a different front end. Like you say, you have seen a front end. Uh, that looks like example, this. Yeah, you 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 better feel you felt that oh that was awesome, and I just want to purchase that and mm-hmm. implement that into this system. So yeah. can I do that? Yeah, with headless systems, you can connect that through the APIs, access the the programming inter, inter, interfaces like programming uh, the the points, the APIs is what we call that as. So APIs would communicate the information from the database uh, from the back end to the front end. So when you have this. Uh, database. Uh, so when you have this API connecting, even when you cut off this API, the backend would function. Normally, when ah. if there is a problem, if there is a problem in the front end, the backend will also go down. So you cannot access the entire ah. website. So you, if there is a problem in the front end, you, the entire thing would go down well, normally. Falls over. Yeah, falls over. So, but in a headless system. If the front end is gone, the front end is just gone. If the back end is gone, back end is just gone. It is it is not going to affect the front end. So <gasps> is this independent? One thing functions without the aid of other. So that's even good for it, business, isn't it? So they can still yeah. be selling on the front end, even if there's something wrong in yeah, you, the back end. You, yeah, you can you can plug and play like. If one mm-hmm. component is wrong, it is not. It might impact, but it is not going to pull the system entirely down. It, it for example, if your vendor module is wrong, one of the things which is communicating in the vendor module, you might see a glitch. But the other things, the customer can order the other products. Of um, you can receive orders, you can yes. do shipping, you can change your themes and everything. But in a non-headless system. When a vendor module is failing, the, the entire system would say like uh, page expired or uh, website is gone uh-huh. and there's a problem uh-huh. there and something. 
So headless e-commerce, like, and this is like a very lay, lay, layman definition, but headless yes. would be also said like, uh, you can remove a component, but the system with the components can be plugged remote. Uh, you can uh, take up the front end, you can take up the back end, and you can, you can still make the system uh, work in bits and pieces. Uh, and you can add as many components as you want. And that's what an e-commerce that we are trying to build and deliver. So it's it's kind of an enterprise grade, definitely. Be, and you can like rely on that for next, uh, if you start with us today, like you can at least rely on that particular infrastructure for next 20 years ah. without, without having to change. Okay. So uh, uh, I don't mean like we, can, we will be technologically stagnant. No, uh, I'm mm -hmm. just adding to the point. Sorry, yeah, sorry for the interruption, uh, Tony. So, like, uh, the technological, I mean, 20 years would be uh, that we are not going to be stagnant on the existing technology and um, because technology is so much evolving. But what we can do here is, like, uh, we can do here is, like, we can just um, evolve that smaller components and um, deliver to the people. And then they would not even see a problem at all. So, scaling up, so far, I envision would be, like, okay, that would be... Um, that would be nicer. People can uh, use it more effectively, like at least at least over a decade and a half or two decades and something like that. And you can um, upgrade anything as you want it on the go. So the, I, I mean, this architecture is here for here to see. I think like from 2005, yes. when I was researching on headless things, 2005, Amazon is on headless systems. Uh, the yes. other big retail giants were on e-commerce giants were on headless systems. They have very sophisticated headless solutions where they plug in something and they plug out something they remove they throw it out and uh, all the big giants are looking for headless and that's how like again this ah. terminology that we adopted to develop was because of a very big retail giant called reliance we have a reliance uh, communications in india uh, that's that's the that's one of the biggest communication chain i mean biggest business house in india actually they, uh -huh. they are the number one business house in india actually Mm -hmm. That's like how we can say Walmart. Walmart is not the number one, but in e-commerce, they might they are the biggest retail store in the U.S. But yeah. uh, in India, like these guys are the biggest um, uh, business house. Like they are in yes. every business, like petrochemical. They are in e-commerce. They are in retail. They they do all sorts of business. So when mm -hmm. I say that, like these guys came to me for like four years back and inquired about headless. I was that was my head was spinning. What does that mean by headless? My yes. When I yes. when I just put in my head, like I was just spinning on my head, like I don't know what is that. Like I was just researching. I was reading. <laughs> I couldn't like even even that that information couldn't be processing inside. Like and then again in the next six months there was one more lead that is coming to us like asking for headless e-commerce again that was spinning. So I'm, I learned that through these business houses, which is bigger mm -hmm. houses. And then slowly we started in uh, uh, to uh, get into that and it did not come in all of a sudden. But then yes. uh, uh, it took a couple of years uh, for us to get us a, for that as a product. And, and now um, it's taken over. Yeah, taken over. Yeah, and now we just speak that language every day. Like, how mm. do you plug this in and how do you build that out? Like, do you remove that component, put that yes. component? So you don't have a definitive head. Like this is where the head is. This is where the tail is. So everything is yes. head. Like again, you can operate one thing independent of the other. So the communication, flows in, yeah, communication flows in omnidirectional ways. Yeah, David, can you talk us through one of your recent um, case studies in terms of you know conversion rates, um, online presence, return on investment? Uh, yeah, definitely. Like. Um, uh, 
Uh, definitely, I'll I'll put a story rather. Uh, uh, I'll put some a uh, couple of uh, informations here. Mm. So uh, uh, you 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 wanted to know about the uh, conversion rate optimization and the mm. return on investment. Okay, and so conversion rate optimization is um is something like uh, normally a business would look into after six months because uh, initially they the the I mean if there is an established business and then they start their e-commerce store they would start looking at that in the initial part yes. of the days itself but then if the if they are just looking they want to put their store first and that's a different story so let's go but direct to the point of conversion rate optimization so in conversion rate optimization when uh, if you have a page in the internet like when when i when mm-hmm. you have a page in your e-commerce store so you definitely will drive traffic to that page so you you might yes. push in people to that one from different geographies different uh, countries different languages i mean obviously english language will not be uh, different but uh, from different parts of the world and when they are hitting the page all these people would react in a different way so yes. all these people there would be like CRO conversion rate optimization is something like uh, there is a, there is a definitive guide for what is the percentage of the conversion that a particular store has to give. Um, normally, it would range from two percentage to ten percentage on a retail business. Uh, so that if that is like two percentage to ten percentage, it's really good. But then again, it depends on the medium through which we drive the traffic from as well. So if you are driving traffic from Google Ads, you cannot expect two percentage. Um, uh, or Facebook, I mean, Google Ads. And again, like I cannot generalize Google Ads as such. If we are doing that Google Ads and then like if we uh, are driving inside Google Ads, you have different campaigns like display ads, retargeting ads, you have got uh, search ads. So search ads would give you a better return on, I mean, better conversion uh, compared to display. Display would Uh be like giving you 0.5 to 1% or something less than that. Uh, retargeting ads would be again falling to less than one percentage and these are these are the normal standard conversion rates so when we benchmark these conversion rates for example two to ten percentage uh, for a store would be good but then uh, when you are pushing through the search ad it'd be like two percentage to three percentage or four percentage depending on that product and the traffic and the, the quality of the traffic and the geography we're pushing so the purchasing power has to be there for example if you say sell a hundred dollar product to an african market they don't have have a credit card then we we yes. don't we will never even see that's not uh, gonna work work but that if you, if we are pushing that australia or maybe us or europe um where they speak english so the conversion mm-hmm. rate would be pretty good like compared to that region so it is like st- standard average like for, for two to ten percentage so now coming back on um, the elements on the page the color on the page like the the, the everything matters the font the font yes. size Yes. So the, the, the yeah the font matters because like the font defines the character of the website, the font defines the uh, the authority of the website. So authority. Uh, so if uh, if you you are an authoritative person in your space, like the font would speak on that way. So normally these shops would have you can you normally people can relate to this on a retail store which is non e-commerce thing when you go mm-hmm. to your uh, the bazaar like when you see an led light the, the big light board acp lights uh, the acrylic lights which is cut up on the store put up on the mm-hmm. store and versus the companies which has not got that, those lights these fonts would be bigger and they would drive bigger revenue as well food falls would be higher as well uh-huh. the big light boards big light boards uh, rather we can say they they can be italics they can be on an italic letter they can be on a block letter 
or something like that. But, but those forms with uh, thick uh, lighting on them, the attraction on them would drive traffic to their store. So that is what it is driving. So similarly in an e-commerce store, if mm-hmm. you are if your product name is uh, is in a different uh, if it is in a in a, in a font uh, that we have to identify there are so many font families sans mm-hmm. families there's yes. dairy families yes. there's so many families out <laughs> there so we Lots. cannot know which family we have to adopt for us for 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 a funny i mean uh, for for an alcohol it is a different uh, style of product for for an investment product it is a different kind of a font that we have to adopt on yes so it is a kind of different thing like for business it is completely different for each business a font family has to be different um, uh, so uh, for, for 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 us like in e-commerce we we are adopting we adopt allegra sans it's a sans family and then like uh, a mix of sans and say family so we adopt we have seen some good improvement improvement in the conversion so when you mm. see that font font in that place so when you put a correct font in that place and then the size of the font again like if the font is like really nice but the size uh, yes. uh is wrong then it distorts the whole thing and when your button uh, the color do you, yes. do you feel put that in a block way or you do you give that a stroke it depends on the geography so for example you if you have a product you better we can better uh give different landing pages for different geographies for example australian eastern region can have a different landing page for the same product but for the western region or the ah. coastal because these lifestyles the way that these people think the colors that yes, the people put different. on their mind yes. are different yes. and the us east coast is different from the us west coast that is completely different east coast people are different in lifestyle the west coast people are completely it and techy and things they yes. want some different colors so the yes. west coast is like and the central part is like completely desertic area, desert. So these these desert region people would definitely have a different lifestyle, and their their colors yes. would be different. So, so like adopting to all these things, like if we do a, if we want to do an ad, so we can we can put the A B testing A versus B versus C, which is which is that working? Pick the right color, understand the people, the geography. Uh, what would that be that if I give them, they would be interested in what colors would please them, what colors would make mm-hmm. them up, give give this uh, product a lift and I can send, send sell them. So these are non, uh, these doesn't consume us money except that money we put on the designer. Uh, but uh, then uh, this cost us a lot on the uh, investment side, the, the marketing side. So if we have nailed this out, figured that out, um, or perfectly laid the pathway to this one. So this geography, the Australian Western, Australian Western Coast would be having, uh, this is the color, this is the layout I'm going to concentrate for this kind of people. Mm, definitely that works. So that is a part of conversion rate optimization. Yes, yes, yes. Um, yes. Then coming to the image part, like some the, the conversion optimization on the image in the e-commerce page would be something... Uh, very important because uh, people do not have the product in their hand to feel and then mm, buy. But yeah. mentally, we would feel the product when we see something on the image. So we, our mental image processing unit would definitely process the image, and then that would simulate us to buy that. And if that image is not looking nice, or if the image is not very clear, or that is very gassy and something is not yeah. good. Uh, we will lose on a com- conversion as well there. So image and then put your put a video on there. So that matters. So in the header blog, in the in the in the top of the page itself, you have all these elements. So how your logo should be placed and where does your card button should be placed and mm-hmm. how long the search bar should be. Uh, and then the 
everything on a top of the page matters a lot and that top of yes. the page that part of the page which is presented to the people in the first uh, few seconds first two to five seconds really matters a lot because with that is the first incident yeah. uh, of them uh, they 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 they, they inst- in, interact that's the first reaction first reaction if they see that page perfectly well organized and these people in that particular geography would love them they mm-hmm. won't mind putting the credit card on the page and then say like bam that's yes. the same that's going to happen so that is why uh, uh, a landing page is much easier to sell than a than a than a website so website yes. is a brochure website yes. is a brochure uh landing page is something very much a sales page like you give mm-hmm. one product you present it to the people that doesn't have mm-hmm. any that doesn't have any other information it's ex- except the product so you will have a landing page you present to the people you create an offer over there mm-hmm. uh you 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 create an offer you put a, val- a lot of value to the product then you present the product to the people they if they, they find the value of the product is um less i mean if the offer is like exciting for them and the value is more than the offer that we make for the product the sales is definitely made out there so yeah. the, finally the landing page is what it is going to also add up to the conversion rate so the conversion rate optimization we can speak when we take up the analytics dashboard and uh, present it to the people like there are the it might be good but i think on um it, it, it also adds to a lot of uh, you go really deep really way deeper into that one and say like that that would be like a classroom session so yeah. i would just rather say a story yeah. here like this yeah so the image the text the fonts and the buttons i had to cut button the that thing and the reviews where that has to be those things has to be given a thought and different it differs for different businesses as well david when we're talking about um e-commerce platform form uh, platforms and uh solutions and architecture how long does it take? Now, I know that's a difficult question because obviously you have simple e-commerce and you have complex e-commerce solutions. But generally speaking, how quickly can you build an e-commerce solution for a company or a business? Okay, uh, so um, technically, uh, I mean, technology has empowered us to uh, I mean, we are meeting like again. This is what I spoke last week as well. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, technological enablement has brought Australia, India, and US like on the same time in the same. We we just speak face to face here, so it's, yes, it is with the same speed. Like the deployment hand can be had for the e-commerce as well. Technology is so enabling people that they can think anything right now, and the next day they can have that put up. Um, but I'm sorry for you. Like you have asked me like a couple of times for this e-commerce. <laughs> you'll, you'll, you'll never come back to me after this call and say like, David, I've asked this and you're I know it's coming. I know it's coming. I know. <laughs> it's only, I'm only thinking about it today because we're talking about e-commerce and, and for business, it's really important to have an e-commerce solution and it doesn't you know for many people they just think that's about products but it, it equally works for services and for consultants and that can fall into the e-commerce uh, bracket as well can't it yeah so service uh, e-commerce is for everything like e-commerce is just yeah. like 
you you collect payments on an online uh, online medium so that is what like electronic commerce you you, you commerce you're trading something there so mm -hmm. it can be a product you you can trade a product you can trade a service you can trade a consultation you can trade anything literally that we wanted to do that yeah so yeah, trading up uh, i mean it is trading like your platform can help you trade anything that you wanted so mm -hmm. there is um, not not just we can say like i i just have to sell some product if you if you're consulting something like uh, and if you want your when well, consulting you write books and you have yes. a lot of that things you can put that and and then say like you can put a landing page in the e-commerce and say like mm -hmm. I'm I'm a consultant here, so I yeah. I'm a speaker. I speak here. I mean my conversion. Yes. I help people to achieve this and this and this. So this is my package. You can book the package here and yeah. Uh, so that that can be an e-commerce as well. That can also be termed as an e-commerce because uh, that's again a trading. You trade Agreed. something. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So something there. And deployment. So you asked me the previous question. I told you in a very brief way. So we what it can be like really. Um, really faster because what we have been yeah. able to here is like I mean it differs for different companies but what we uh, have enabled is like we wanted to eliminate most of the human work uh, that is involved in getting you the store yeah. so yeah. I don't want to have a I just uh, those are, that that has to be diverted to supporting you mm. so it, it has to be like uh, if you ask for a store in the next um, few minutes I should be able to give you a store like a few minutes it should That's be less cool. than that's cool. So uh, people listening can actually ring you, David, and go, hey, I want that e-commerce, yeah. I want that store, and I want it in 24 hours, and you'll go, yes, right away. <laughs> right away, yeah. So we, we have created an automation. Like you yeah. have to put in email, you have to put in your email, your for, or your name, the business name, and just it, it starts spinning up. And this, headless, this is headless e-commerce, by the way. That's amazing. It's not a standard static e-commerce solution that we uh, give um, the clients here. So it's headless completely. You can scale on that anything. You can connect the APIs. You can, you if you want, you can get the APIs from uh, from us. You can connect anything that you wanted uh, mm -hmm. on on the world. Like if you believe this is going to change something, that if you believe like you want to connect uh, something that will change uh, the way that you operate, you can do that. Like we can give the API, for example. Uh, we are speaking here in Zoom. If you want to connect the Zoom API to the e-commerce store, you can put that, plug the API of Zoom to uh, e-commerce. So we can give that one as well. So that is there. The wow. communication is there. It's your idea, like how do you want to execute that? So if you have a lot of ideas, if you have a crazy idea to change that, we have a connection. Oh, I always have crazy ideas. <laughs> there will be more. There will be more coming, David. Just I'm trying to just grow slowly. <laughs> definitely have a lot of them but it's not just you like i'm just telling generalizing yes yes including me as well if i'm having yes. a crazy in e-commerce yes. i can do a lot of things there yeah david we are almost out of time um and i had a few more questions but we're not going to get to those I actually want you to tell people the best way to connect with you because you've got so many solutions for helping business across a whole range of things. And we will get to those in the upcoming series of shows. But what's the best way to connect with you and the team at WebNexus? Yeah, um, they can they can uh, drop just they can drop an email from their mobile phone. Um, yeah. and they can do that uh, to sales at the rate webnexus.com or dot co mm -hmm. so we have yes. both the so uh dot com or dot co they can they can send an email to that and it will come to us and in the next 
one to two hours like there would be somebody who is fast response i agree yeah if they wanted to be uh helping them on the on their whatsapp they can they can put their whatsapp on the uh, email as well and there would be somebody sitting back uh from here like they would connect with them and uh, that's right uh, yeah we have a few team and answer questions and and let them know how you can help yeah normally it would not be a sales process like we what we about no. i don't you want to find out what what they out. want yeah so it's like consultation basically yes. consultation if you want a e-commerce store like i wanted to consult with you first and say if your idea is correct and collect that ideas and present uh, i mean they'll come back to the team and they will do some discussions out there yes. this is this idea would that would it would our product be a fail we just want not to take the money from somebody like we, we don't really like agreed. that because, uh, agreed agreed yeah that wouldn't take you so long because money we need money every single month every single day every mm-hmm. single hour to live mm-hmm. nobody can give us the money without we providing the value to them back yes. so so if there is something that they consult with them and if that is a, there is a common common ground achieved then you can just mm-hmm. do that you can you can go to that Well, David, thank you so much. I just have to cure have to just let you know. Um I have um Basecamp which is the way that the team my team communicate with David's team WebNexus. And just as we're finishing this this episode there's like four notifications popped up. So I know all the time wow. that David's team is talking to my team and they're doing things. And my, I might get not check until the end of the day, but that's how responsive WebNexus is when you're working directly with them david we are completely out of time i've overrun our shot today i am really grateful to um do these shows with you and ask you all the weird and wonderful questions that apply to the amazing technology that's at our fingertips that can make business and company life better david thank you so much um i look forward to joining you again next week where we'll have another conversation about something else that web nexus provides for its global clients david thank yeah. you so much thank you so much tony for the time and everything like exploring so many options like i mean which is hidden inside web nexus you are just great explorer <laughs> uh i i love what I, Like I said, we've only got eight shows and I'm thinking, how can I get through all this amazing stuff that WebNexus does in our shows? But we will, I promise. And on that note, I must say, we need to go. We will see you all. Please tune in next week for another episode with David and I talking WebNexus and the amazing solutions they provide for their global clients. That's it for this week. See you next week. Bye for now. Bye-bye. Thank you.